0: It's the Adam Ritz Show A social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz.
1: I'm Adam Ritz, and we're on the campus of the University of Texas with Longhorn Football broadcasting live with Joe at the news desk. Let's hear it.
0: Oh, my gosh. gosh. Wow.
1: They love you, Joe. Wait, let me hear that radio voice again. No, chill out. (laughs) All day. By myself. Wait, wait, do that again. I love it. All day. It's what I do. Okay. Joe, what's your last name? Bergeron. (laughs) <laughs> so you've got the TV uh, host name, and your you, you, this is going to be easy for you to be on the radio, for sure, for sure. Okay. And real quick, what's your position here with the team? Running back. And uh, your f- prognosis for the uh, fall? Uh, we are gonna do great. Uh, what we got? We got a lot of freshmen, and we gonna uh, we gonna go deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's. You've got a news story here. And uh, we go now live to the news desk with Joe. Khalif Wyatt, a basketball player
0: from Temple, was arrested in Atlantic City for engaging in prostitution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this just happened three days ago. Here he is, our young man, Khalif Wyatt, arrested for engaging in prostitution in Atlantic City. Um, Solicited a police, undercover police officer. Then he, he, he fled the scene, so he's getting not only the prostitution charges, but he's getting uh, arrested and charged with fleeing an officer, evading arrest. Um, I'm not asking anybody in this room if this could be you. Uh, I'm hopeful that none of you would engage in prostitution. But I'm telling you, there's no chance that Khalif woke up that morning and said, tonight's the night I'm going to jail for prostitution. Nobody thinks it's gonna happen to them. Next thing you know, you're caught up in the hype, it's Saturday night, it's two in the morning, a few beers later, things go bad and they go bad fast. So just always be as proactive as you can to make the best decisions as you can. Joe, thank you so much for being on this broadcast. Let's have a round of applause for Joe. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Social Awareness Radio, The Adam Ritz Show.
1: My thanks to the University of Texas. We had a great time meeting with the Longhorns and talking about alcohol awareness and decision-making. Alcohol and drug use and abuse can destroy lives, as Chris Herron found out firsthand. Chris Herron is the former Boston Celtic featured in the ESPN Films documentary entitled Unguarded. And Chris now educates young people across the country on the dangers of addiction. And we now welcome Chris Heron to the show. Hi, Chris. Hi, good to be here. I, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I, I've heard so much about you. Our guests, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, our listeners have as well. For the few listeners that don't know. Uh, who you are and what you do. Former NBA player and star with a a personal story of addiction and you are now sharing that story across the country. We've seen it on ESPN 30 for 30 and uh, you are the featured keynote speaker at events all across the country including the Circle of Hope. Uh, How's it been for you traveling the country the response you're getting with what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're teaching with your
2: mission? You know the response has been great. I mean I think it's you know, the response really tells you how much it's needed. And that's the beauty of it, you know, that you walk into these high schools and you do your speech or these college campuses and you realize how many kids need somebody to talk to or need somebody to lean on because, you know, if you hold my phone, um, two hours, three hours afterwards, it doesn't stop buzzing with emails and, and letters from kids saying, you know, I've been there, done that, and thank you for coming to my school. So it's, uh, it's, it's extremely rewarding, um, something that I'm very grateful for. You've been given the, the
1: platform, really the national platform, international platform, as an NBA player. Hmm. Uh, how much has that really fed into how you can reach a, a college kid
2: or a high school kid? You know, I think it just gives me a little bit of credibility walking through the door. Um, you know, kids might say, oh, well, I'm going to pay attention because we've got an NBA basketball player here today. Um, but I think once they hear the story, they realize it's much more about addiction than it is basketball.
1: And when you were going through the, uh, I guess, beginning stages of recognizing that you had a, a problem with addiction, um, and again, it was, uh, it was hardcore. This was, we're talking heroin. This isn't uh, a couple DUIs. Um, I guess what was the signature moment, that rock bottom that people talk about for you?
2: Well, oh, gosh every day's rock bottom in heroin um there is no day you wake up feeling good about yourself every day is feels like your last day and um you know there were so many of them there were so many signs where it could have been that last day but it took for me going home relapsing after the birth of my third child um and you know the letdown on my wife's face and my children uh you know, that when I went back to treatment, a, uh, a gentleman told me never to contact him again. I should just pretend I'm dead and let them live. And uh, that was the moment that I decided, you know, I'm going to turn this thing around, and that's the last day, you know, that I've, uh, I've had to use. Chris Heron is our guest, um, a national featured speaker on the, uh, I guess, what would you say, the topic is uh, addiction in general or heroin abuse? or uh, It's a lot of topics. You know, it's it's about choices. It's about your childhood. It's about your college years. It's about how one decision you make can flip your life upside down. Um, you know, I try to explain to the kids that the, you know, no drug addict starts off with crack and heroin. They all start off with marijuana and beer, hiding from their parents. Um, And I want to relay that message to kids that, you know, uh, nobody aspires, nobody sets out to become, you know, a junkie or a prostitute. Um, They start off just like the kids in front of me, sitting in a seat, listening to people talk and and send their message, but feel that it would never be them. So, you know, it it hits a lot of angles, um, the talk.
1: It's a snowball effect. You're right. It's not just one decision. You know, they can lead to many, many more decisions and worse decisions. Uh, when you speak with professional athletes, yeah. is the um, is the message
2: the same as when you speak to a 14 year old uh, freshman in high school? Well, I I won't focus so much on my early years as I would if I'm in an NFL locker room. It would be, you know, focused more on my collegiate years and my and my professional experience and what can happen. Um, so the message changed. It, you know, it kind of goes both ways. I, unfortunately, am not the type uh, to really prep myself for something like this because it comes from my soul. It's not something that I want to sound that I'm pitching. It's my story and, you know, that's the best I can do with it. And I I say it with passion and I say it with humility um, and hopefully uh, reach one of them in that room.
1: What's been the most rewarding part of your mission to date?
2: Um, the most rewarding part of my mission to date, through my recovery process, is is watching my children recover. There is no better feeling in the world than watching my kids get sober with me. Um, that is the the, mo- the greatest gift a a parent can get. So that's fantastic. Chris Heron
1: is our guest, and um, I want to talk real quick about your Purple uh, Initiative. Tell yeah. us about
2: that. You know, Project Purple came from a group of kids that wore purple shirts to an assembly one day, and they told me they were the sober students of the school. So um, I said to myself, if these kids can have that type of courage, I'm going to fight for them, and, and I'm going to make a stand for them and try to introduce a initiative where kids can identify themselves as uh, – being proud of who they are, because kids approach me after assemblies and whisper in my ear that they are purple, you know? And that's something that should be spoken loudly, not whispered. And unfortunately, we've allowed that monster to develop for so many years, because that was the culture when I was in high school. That, you know, the cool kids get high, the cool kids get drunk, and the only kids who have fun are the kids that do that. Um, you know, what they don't understand is is the repercussions that you pay later on in your adult life for that behavior. Uh, and they need to know that. So. Um you know it's just it's just trying to reach out and, and start a little bit of a movement and, and I've had guys like Dwayne Wade and guys in the NBA who are a part of it and uh it's been a great experience. We're
1: speaking with Chris Heron who was featured in uh ESPN thirty for thirty
2: and as
1: the rest of America watched that um for both information and entertainment. Did
2: you watch that and where were you when that aired? <laughs> no, I did not watch that. <laughs> I lived that, so there is no reason for me to watch that. Um, I watched it. I sh- I watched it once with my children uh, about four weeks before it, aired. and I wanted to sit down with them and let them see what was about to go on national TV. And it was a the greatest gift that I could receive. It was a healing moment for me, for my children. It was something that we were able to get past and 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 overcome. Um, so I thank ESPN for that, for that in itself was enough for me, um, to sit there and cry with my kids and to, and to start the healing process and moving forward.
1: Well, we're f- mm-hmm. certainly happy that you're able to share the story and help other people. Real quick, how can we get in touch with you with
2: Twitter and Facebook or any other, uh, digital opportunities? Oh, Twitter, Twitter's, um, I'm not a big fan of Facebook, uh, but Twitter is C underscore Heron is a way to get me. Um, I, uh. You know, if you follow the you know, you were talking about what's what's the greatest uh moments of this process is that, you know, if you follow me after a high school talk and see the kids kinda tell on themselves throughout the Twitter feed is pretty amazing. You know, kids are willing to say, Hey, I'm gonna change or I need to change and that's pretty wild. So That's fantastic. Thank you, Chris, so much for your time. I appreciate it. No worries.
0: Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show.
1: Inside the New York Jets facility with Plaxico Burris. Hi, Plax.
3: How you doing, man? Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for having me. Am I allowed to call you Plax? Oh,
3: man, that's what everybody calls me. Everybody calls me Plax. So, yeah, you fit right in.
1: Is that, uh, looking back on your childhood, when did that name... Is that a junior high thing, or is this uh, more college and pros? I don't know. I don't think everybody was too fond of the Plexico.
3: So <laughs> I, I had a few nicknames when I was growing up. Texaco, Mexico, Fly-By, Air Mail, Mexico. So I had all the nicknames. Everybody just called me Plex for short.
1: Well, let's talk about the foundations you're involved with um, here in New York. Uh, what are some of the groups you work with?
3: Uh, you know, I teamed up with uh, Mr. Mark Morial in the National Urban League, you know, um, supporting the Celebrity uh, Youth Empowerment Program, and what what we want to do is, you know, just getting more involved with kids' education, you know, with the after-school programs around the NFL. I believe the National Urban League maybe has like 50 or 60 chapters, you know, throughout the United States, and, you know, what uh, what I, myself, and uh, Mr. Mark Morial are trying to do is trying to get maybe 10 to 15 players throughout the, uh, you know, the United States to team up with the National Urban League with all the chapters, you know, and get into the... These uh, you know, uh, schools and help with you know building programs through the NFL and, and and assisting with the educational program, after school program, and different things like that. So, you know, I'm just using you know everything that I have and everything the resources you know on the outside to, to, to just
1: serve a high purpose. Now, when these kids meet you uh, and they want to talk about football, and you say something like, you know, there's more to life than football, are they like? Are they like, oh my gosh, uh, wh- what is he talking about? Because they just want to. I mean, you're a you're a football guy to these right. kids. So if you tell them about education and that there's more to life than sports, how do they react to that?
3: You know what? You know it's it's, it's strange because you know when I was growing up, you know, me to myself was you know becoming a professional athlete is the only way to have success. And 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 that's such the wrong, you know, attitude and stigma to have, you know, growing up, you know, in these communities, you know, throughout the world, is that you know, education presents you know, as a, education presents you know, an opportunity for itself to literally take you anywhere you want to go, you know, physically and literally. And, you know, I just want them to understand, you don't have to be a basketball player, a football player you know, to have success. I mean, you can go to school and be a valedictorian, salutatorian, you know, economics, lawyer, doctor, whatever, whatever whatever, you want to do in life, but you don't just, you know, stress, you know. I have to be a professional athlete to have success. I mean, there's so many ways to have success outside of sports.
1: Now, when you look back at uh, your education at Michigan State, do you get a chance to go back to East Lansing and uh, share your knowledge with these guys? You know what? I try
3: to go back once a year. And actually, in January, I'll be enrolling online to finish my degree in telecommunications. I said to myself, you know, I made a promise to my mother you know, before she passed away that I would, you know, uh, get my degree. And so I'm actually enrolling online in January of, you know, uh, 2012 to, to get my degree.
1: So telecommunications, does that mean we can see you in front of a camera, maybe a broadcasting career?
3: Everybody say I look pretty good on on, on TV, so you never know.
1: You look really good standing next to me, I'll tell you that. Well, Plaxico, Mexico, whatever you are, thank you for joining us. Uh, We wish you the best of luck here in New York. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker, interviewing amazing people from coast to coast.
1: Follow him on Twitter,
0: at Adam Ritz, or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show.
1: I'm Adam Ritz, and we are privileged now to have a special guest al Plummer, is with us al is with all pro dads and i'm so happy uh, that you're on the show today hi al how you doing today adam i am uh doing great and i'm really impressed that you uh the backstory on you real quick is that you took it upon yourself to start your very own all pro dads chapter now tell me how that started well i was uh, a dad like like any really um trying to
4: uh, do, do good at work, um, raise a family, and uh, ran into some trouble. And uh, fortunately, my wife, uh, I'll give her all the credit, she caught my attention before it was too late and um, kind of got my, my life redirected, really more toward my family than myself. And as I was looking for ways to better connect with my kids, um, I, I ran across this All Pro Dad chapter. It's a Tony Dungy organization that is really focused on connecting dads with kids, boys and girls, and really strengthening that bond, and then building out to your wife and your neighbors and so on. But the, the real focus is connecting with your children. And that was at a time that I was desperately
1: needed to better connect with my kids. What, uh, how many members are in your chapter? And uh, what do you guys do? Uh, is it a weekly meeting, bi- monthly, bi-monthly? What do you guys do?
4: We host a breakfast once a month for our families at the school. Dads bring their kids, uh, boys and girls. Even grandparents will come with their kids. Neighbors will bring their kids. It's uh, it's really been a nice a nice time for people to, to lift up children around them. And we, we serve Chick-fil-A breakfast. They, they bring it and, and serve it to us. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those biscuits and the uh, the chicken is, is dynamite. I, I think that's probably the the biggest draw. Yeah. It's certainly not me, <laughs> but uh, that that chicken is uh, in the morning is is good. But um, we start off by introducing our our kids and to the people at the table and tell them why we're proud of them. And um, for some, I think, especially for me, they didn't hear that a lot. So we're, we're announcing to those at the table why we're, why we're proud of our kids. Maybe it's grades, maybe that they've helped their mom, maybe they were a good uh, a good citizen, a good leader, whatever it might be. And then we'll have a, a guest speaker or show a video on. Them. How to deal with peer pressure, respecting others, servant leadership, something uh, along those lines. There were conversations that I never had with my kids and and I see the uh, the results are really really powerful and then there are uh, discussion cards that go along with it that may relate how your dad was a servant leader, or maybe how your your dad taught you to deal with peer pressure and they 're typically good stories, but sometimes it 's maybe how not to do that and uh, it 's just a good gener- generational connection between your parents and what they tried to do yourself and then you share stories with them with your kids on how you're trying to be a, a better dad and they can give you feedback right there it's uh, mm. it's really powerful and then we close with a with a raffle and give away some some toys and prizes and once a month we'll have uh... anywhere between hundred and fifty to two hundred people at and get this at six fifteen in the morning on a friday through winter um, summer well not not so much for through summer but we'll have them uh, all fall through winter and spring, all, all year long. It's really great.
1: Yeah, that's an t- amazing testament that uh, 150 people will show up at 6.15 yeah. in the morning, any time of year. Uh, Al Plummer is our guest with All Pro Dads, and you had a chance to meet Tony Dungy, who's the executive director and, and really the, the the main brain behind the organization. Um, tell us about your uh, dealings with Tony Dungy. Sure, I've, uh, I've had a,
4: a number of opportunities to to meet Coach Dungy. Um, really, as I've kind of taking it upon myself to initiate the first chapter and then go on and spread other chapters in, in churches and schools around and even in using his tools in places like uh, jails and prisons. Um, one of the most memorable times I had with Coach Dungy was he was doing some corporate uh, speaking and I had uh, had the chance to ride with him in the back of a sheriff's car the uh, the county sheriff as he chauffeured us from one location to another and um, it was a half hour that I got to spend with the, the coach in the back of a sheriff's car mind you it's the uh, first time I had ever been in the back of a sheriff's car and I'm I'm sure the same for Coach Dungey <laughs> but we had uh, had a really nice discussion and and what was um, you know, we talked about a lot of different things but was what was really most memorable about Coach was I was literally carrying his bags, following him along, and I saw how he addressed people, how he, he dealt with everyone with respect. He didn't blow off people. When people said hi, he would turn and say hi, sign some autographs, shake hands, and he was really genuinely as you see him on television, and, and that's another kind of interesting thing. Is I, as I sat next to Coach Dungy, you know, maybe two feet away from him, um, it looked like I was... Watching him on television, it was uh, you know trying to. You know, you know, I could, I had a hard time bringing that television persona to life. But mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've seen him in uh, in volunteer work that we've done in in prison together, um, a revival of sorts with 300 men that was really really powerful. Um, to uh, all prodat events uh, it, in different uh, schools and also uh, communities.
1: Yeah. Al Plummer is our guest and uh, I know you don't do this work for accolades or, or pats on the back, uh, but we do have to mention a big pat on the back that you recently received. You were honored in our nation's capital at the White House. Tell us about that.
4: Sure. Last summer I was recognized as a champion of change for fatherhood and mentoring and uh, it, it came completely out of the blue. I, I work with uh, executive director Darren Gray from All Pro Dad and and he uh, kind of behind the scenes nominated me and, and a few other All Pro Dads for this uh, for this honor and um, as well as as other organizations, and the the White House ended up selecting 15 out of hundreds of applications, uh, different organizations from around the country, and I I just happened to be one. Um, and it was an, an amazing honor to to get to visit the nation's capital. My wife and family we went out there and uh, got a, amazing tours of the of Capitol Hill. We got to meet with the our congressmen, our local congressmen, as well as uh, senators' staff, and and just talk about how. We can really impact what's going on in the world um, by, by serving those closest to us around in, in our community. We were able to get a, a tour of the White House. We didn't get to go in the West Wing or, or meet uh, meet the president, but I did. Uh, I did see the dog, Bo. I got
1: a <laughs> I got a nice picture of, uh, of the dog. Did you get a, uh, a letter or a certificate with the White House seal on it or anything?
4: I. They didn't give me a. Uh, a, a certificate or a, or a, a badge, um, but I—you stole I, some soap out of the bathroom. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We got some, uh, we got some good, uh, good soap and wash towels uh, from the, uh, the Lincoln bedroom. Sure. Actually, you can buy that stuff out there. <laughs> but uh, we got, we got some really good souvenirs and a lot of good pictures and memories of uh, spending some two and a half action-packed days in the nation's
1: capital. What was your favorite part of the White
4: House? You know, I, I really enjoyed the, the artwork, the, um, how they, they, they preserved the history of how the country was formed, um, how these, these common men, just like you and I, Adam, uh, coming from uh, different places, different backgrounds, they came together to, to really serve something higher than themselves. But it was really just to see how, how these men came together and, uh, and formed this country.
1: That is such an amazingly thoughtful answer when I was expecting you to say that you liked the red velvet couch.
4: Well, it wasn't that bad, <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, the artwork. And, and um,
4: we got a, a personal tour of uh, Capitol Hill that uh, my wife and kids were on as well. And, and we got dizzy from walking up, looking around at the ceilings, just uh, all, the, all the thought that went into every square inch of that facility is just, uh, it, it's really unbelievable, but uh, it, it tells, a, tells a really powerful story.
1: Well, Al Plummer, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, you do amazing work with all pro dads and just keep doing what you're doing. We thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Adam. Hey, what's up? We're Simple Plan here for RAD,
5: recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving.
1: How could this happen
0: to me? I made my mistakes.
5: Want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk.
0: A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio.
1: Our guest is Anthony Costanzo for the uh, Indianapolis Colts and uh, Boston College. Um, What are you, six-foot? nine, 500 pounds. What do we have here? I'm six foot seven, 315 pounds. And uh, entering your second season with the NFL uh, as starting left tackle for the Colts. And I want to talk to you not about football, but about education. Um, I recently became aware that uh, you're kind of a smart guy.
6: Yeah, I I actually, uh, it's funny because I take a lot of pride in both my my sports and my my, um, academics. But Whenever I get into conversations with someone, I'll never bring up my sports, but I do brag a little bit on my academics.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Most, yeah. uh, most kids in the United States, we, we dream of growing up being uh, professional athletes, uh, I would guess mostly the NBA and the NFL. And um, I've heard you speak, and you mentioned as a, as a youngster, being in eighth grade, wanting to play in the NFL and wanting to cure cancer. And um, you're doing one of those things. You're starting in the NFL, and there's a chance you could cure cancer, isn't there?
6: Yeah, I do, I, I do have my biochemistry degree, so, I mean, um, you know, after an NFL career, I could potentially go back to do some cancer research and, uh, you know, reach for that cure.
1: Now, isn't this selfish of you to actually play in the NFL? You should be doing that cancer research right now. I feel like I've heard that before. Someone's like, that's so
6: selfish of you. What are you doing? But, uh, you know, it's it's I've got a long life ahead of me, and you can only play football for so long, and you're Your brain stays a little bit better for a little bit longer, so I'm uh, taking advantage of
1: the time i got. And what you did at Boston College, uh, you mentioned that you were an All-American as a freshman, a freshman All-American. You set the record for most games, started. Uh, Imagine how much better you would have been as a football player if you had a really cake-easy major. Yeah, I would have a lot more time to dedicate to football. I can promise you that. Now, compared to, um, you know, and I don't necessarily want to point out uh, student athletes that don't have a difficult major, but um, through your journey in college, do, could you really see the difference between you, maybe the guy next to you on the team that that wasn't studying as hard as you? I mean, not be uh, not have negative feelings towards that guy, but just kind of think, hey, why don't you know you're not working as hard as I am? I've got a I'm a biochemist, and you're taking macrame classes. Come on, man.
6: Yeah, it's kind of funny because you don't usually associate biochemistry with swag, but when you're on the football field. When you have, when you know that you have that academic background, you kind of have a little bit of swag about it on the football field. It's like, yeah, I'm a biochemistry major. What do you do? You know, because we're all football players at that point. Yeah. So that's the thing that actually sets me apart. Did you ever drop that line on the field to somebody? Can't say that I've actually dropped that, but it's been in my mind. You've got
1: next – <laughs> will You, you mentioned uh, your opening game this year is against the Chicago Bears. Yep. Will you say that on the field to somebody when they start, start talking smack? Will you say, I was a biochemist major. What were you? What were you doing with your free time <laughs> in college? I was getting a biochemistry degree. That would be really funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, with your team, now with uh, Andrew Luck, uh, Stanford, I mean, this is a group of academics. You guys are a bunch of doctors. Yeah, we can have some good conversations in that locker room. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> no doubt. Our guest is Anthony Costanzo. From Boston College, uh, uh, just a brainiac. Now with the Colts uh, in the NFL, and a lot of people, some of the organizations we work, with, a big buzzword with them is, is mentoring. Um, when you look back on your childhood, high school, even at Boston College, does, does a mentor jump out to you? Somebody that really helped you, maybe get on the path you're on, and, and still means something to you in your adult life? Uh, well, my entire family has kind of been like a collection of mentors. Um... You know, my parents
6: have instilled in me virtues and values that I that I hold hold to this day, and uh, you know, my brother's four years older than me, and and he was kind of like my he kind of set the bar for me. You know, it was always because he he was extremely successful, extremely intelligent. Would I'd always kind of be trying to, whether he knew it or not, we were in competition. So you know, I was always trying to reach up to that bar and uh, to
1: have someone like that set the set the road for me was nice. Fantastic. Well, I see you're on Twitter. What is your Twitter uh, at mention so we can follow you and see what you're up to? Uh, My Twitter is at Anthony Costanzo. It's just my name. It's easy enough. Oh, that's very easy. At Anthony Costanzo. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for your time, and go Colts. All right, thank you. The Adam Ritz Show is proud to work with great charities like the American Cancer Society Relay for Life, the National Prevention of Suicide, and the Muscular Dystrophy Association. For more information on how you can get involved bringing awareness and funding to these organizations, go to Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show. Welcome back to the show. We are at Purdue University at the Alpha Kappa Lambda House. We're joined by the philanthropy chairperson, Dan Heath. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I want you to tell us about uh, some of the philanthropy work you do here at Alpha Kappa Lambda.
5: We're designing a philanthropy. We haven't raised anything yet. We've just been giving them manpower and and plenty of it. Um, But... uh, Next semester, and hopefully in October, once we get the dates finalized, we're um, gonna have our philanthropy event. It's uh, called right now; it's called Basketball and Puppies. If we can think of a more witty name, we'll come up with it. But uh, I think it's pretty straightforward and gets people excited because people really like puppies and basketball. Um, so basically, what hopefully it's gonna be, uh, we'd like to see it be a three versus three basketball tournament over here at Purdue, uh, and we're gonna have you know uh, puppies present from the main society, everything, get everyone pumped up. Uh, and the, the big goal is to raise money for the main study here over across the river in Lafayette because uh, their facility is really old. I think it's from 1986, if I'm correct, and uh, it's really run down. And they, they really spend a lot uh, on medical fees and then just trying to upkeep that old facility. So we'd like to help them as much as we can to continue this relationship, this bond that we've uh, started to create with them.
1: So that is, uh, that's fantastic. Well, I wish you the best of luck with puppies in basketball. Maybe call it Slam Dog. How about Slam Dog? <laughs> slam cute. Dogging it. Dogging it with AKL, <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Kappa Lambda. Um, you know what? Well, uh, Maybe if you have an interesting name for this three-on-three tournament with yeah. puppies and basketball, uh, tweet that to me, at Adam Ritz, and uh, we'll make sure Dan in the house here gets those names. So, yeah, if you have an interesting name for this tournament, the puppies and basketball, as of now, it's called puppies and basketball. Yeah, yeah. If you can think of a better, more creative name, please tweet it, uh, at Adam Ritz, and I'll make sure Dan gets it. All right, Dan, I appreciate your time. Best of luck here at Alpha Kappa Lambda at Purdue University. All
0: right, thanks.